welcome to the SaaS Marketing Superstars Podcast with your host, Aaron Sikowski. This is the show where we uncover proven growth strategies from CMOs and marketing leaders behind some of the fastest growing SaaS companies. Hey, superstars. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Aaron Zakowski, and my guest today is Shay Howe. Shay is the Chief Marketing Officer at Active Campaign, where he leads the marketing, partnership, platform strategy, and Active Campaign postmark teams. He has previously led leadership positions across product and design, and his product-led growth approach has helped scale the company into a global tech unicorn. Shea has previously led product teams at multiple high-growth companies and has also held many advisory and mentorship roles. How are you doing, Shea? I'm good, Aaron. How are you? I'm doing great. Excited to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and to dig in with you. Yeah. Um, so why don't we start off? Just tell us a little bit about yourself. And you know, I think a lot of people know Active Campaign, but a little bit about your role and your participation there. Yeah. Um, happy to. I probably have one of the weirder backgrounds, uh, and maybe specifically so for a CMO, um, and that my background's in design. I've spent most of my career in hypergrowth startups, uh, predominantly on the design and or product side. Um, but throughout my career, it's been a journey of design in the sense of not just making something look good, but I want it to work well, right? I want it to actually address, solve a need, uh, to, you know, come to terms with a problem someone has. Um, that's led me deeper in engineering to say, well, we could design a lot of different solutions. What's actually technical and possible? Like, what, 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 how do we control scope? How do we get something to market fast? What does that need to look like? Uh, that led me deeper into product management in the sense of, you know, we can build this, but is it viable? Does it, does it make sense? Is there a need for this in the market? Uh, that led me deeper into marketing to say, well, you can also build demand, right? Like you can create interest in products. Sure. Um, and being in just a number of, you know, hyper growth startups, the generous approach works too. You jump in, you do a bunch of different things. Um, and that's been my path at Active Command as well. Uh, started on the design side, uh, led engineering for a bit, stepped into marketing, uh, built out our partnerships team. So I've done a number of different things just kind of across the end of both what is the R&D side of the business and the go-to-market side. So um, a little all over the place, but uh, I consider myself a, a builder first and foremost. Okay. I mean, one, one thing you mentioned there, I know we had chatted a little bit on it, an email before before uh, getting on, you had mentioned the power of being a generalist, and you mentioned that again now. So I kind of wanted to dig in a little bit more because, you know, CMO role of a big company, I think people would expect that you need to be this just like deep marketer, you know, all the strategies, you know, all the tactics, everything going on. But um, yeah. but it sounds like you, you have a different approach. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Um, even in the senior levels of leadership and marketing, kind of in your own respect, you are a generalist because the disciplines and functions of marketing are actually vast. I think they're wider than pretty much any other role I've seen, right? Like uh, leading a design team, it's designers. They might be doing brand design or product design, but largely in the same tools for the same product. Um, marketing is, shoot, there's, you know, we have paid acquisition on one side. We'll have social and community on a different one. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll go earn media and PR in the middle of that. There's lifecycle marketing, customer marketing. It's um, every hour, every day can be slightly different, right? So even at, just in marketing, I think you, you have to have run with a little bit of a, somewhat of a generalist mindset at some of the senior levels. Mm -hmm. um, to me, the, I, I, I think more about how do you, how are you building the business? What's the best customer experience? What is, you know, the, still thread through all of that and marketing plays such a strong piece in that. Um, but it's certainly not a function to be siloed or, you know, isolated from what's happening in product and engineering or in the customer service org. We, in so many ways, 
merge those together. Um, I didn't even mention sales in that conversation, but that's you know another deep layer where there has to be tight partnerships. So um, I think having some experience, familiarity in those areas goes a long way in starting to understand how to approach them, how to be a good partner, uh, how to actually develop that through and through. And again, the entire idea of how we deliver that best customer experience too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm very curious about this topic and understanding, you know, le- learning from a experienced CMO as you, um, I've recently made the decision myself. I'm kind of getting more into, you know, fractional CMO work and, and going that route after having closed down my agency a number of months ago. And I know that I know marketing and I, and I know, I, you know, I've got my specialties and I can be a generalist in a lot of other ways, you know, SEO, you know, I know it at a high level, but I'm not an expert and you know, lots of other, you know, strategies as well. Do you find that the role that you have, that you just kind of need to know enough on each of the different disciplines within marketing, and then you just put the right people in those seats that are really the the deeper experts? Is is, is that how you see your role, and then just managing those people? Yeah, I, yeah. By most stretches, I am not the smartest person in the room. Right, the team is uh, each in their own functional area of expertise. Um, more so, see my role as being able to tie that back into other themes or broader context of the organization, mm-hmm. uh, or to help highlight some areas where, hey, there's opportunity to bring others into this conversation or um, to merge these threads. Um, but yeah, by no stretch am I going to be the one who, who jumps in and can say, hey, from a on-page SEO optimization side, we need to do this linking structure and uh, you know this X, Y, or Z. Um, I, I'm probably dangerous enough to get into it and have an opinion, uh, yeah. but certainly not the one who's going to say, hey, this is, needs to be the strategy and how we go execute this. Um, Fundamentally, we have a great team that can do that with a tremendous leadership team behind it. So uh, fortunate that I get to work with some talented people um, and hopefully share in the success with them. Makes a lot of sense. And it's a perfect segue to my next question that I had written down over here. Tell me about your marketing team. Like, How big is the team over at Active Campaign? I mean, you guys are, what, well over $100 million in oh, yeah. at this point, right? What, what yeah. does a market team look like for a company that size? Yeah, we're roughly 40 people today. Uh, broken up into a number of different disciplines. Um, and interesting so in that it, it might not look as common or normal as other teams. Um, and some of that might be unique to some of that generalist background I have or just different kind of time and tenure in the org. Um, but some of your just, you know, more traditional teams you might think about. Um, we have the uh, kind of corporate marketing team, which is our uh, social events, uh, the you know PR earned media side. Um, that's a small but mighty team, I believe, of roughly five people. Mm-hmm. Um, you get into then uh, content marketing. Uh, so we're doing that in a number of different languages. So you have folks who focus on different languages. Um, but that team is uh, roughly 10, if you will. Um, we then have uh, kind of in-house what would be design and just our site. So in our own engineering team to focus on our website. Um, altogether, that's a team of probably seven-ish, if you will. Um, going from there, you get into the lifecycle marketing team. Uh, so they're thinking a lot about just the full end of it, right? From lead to trial, trial to customer, customer into um, retention, or even just win back from churn or contraction side. Um, and that also includes our marketing ops functions as well. Uh, all within there. And that's a team of, I think, close to seven as well. Um, outside that, we have um, kind of a demand gen function, if you will. And that's made up of a, a number of different teams as well. Uh, so you have kind of a 
paid demand gen or acquisition side. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have um, kind of two lenses of organic. One is what would be uh, organic channel discovery. So the idea of, hey, are there different communities or different ways that we could play into the kind of ever-evolving landscape of marketing? And where are the trends and tides of that going to where we can go have a pretty significant benefit? Um, so one person on the team just dedicated to going exploring and driving that. Um, the other side of that is then how do we develop ourselves into more of the thought leader uh, in market and industry? So uh, a team that's focused on primary original research, uh, customer stories, and some of the broader just like brand components of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then alongside that, uh, certainly not uh, last, but it would be the partnerships team. So all of our app integrated partners uh, that all lives within marketing. Uh, that also includes a, a developer relations team as well. So um, kind of a mixed group, if you will, but um, incredibly talented team as well. Fantastic. I mean, that sounds like a big team with a lot of uh, very unique specialties. So as the, as, as the leader of that that big uh, multi-talented team, how, how do you, what does your week look like? Like, what, How do you manage so many diverse, um, diverse strategies, tactics, teams, et cetera, going on at the same time and tie that all together? Yeah, it, they can all look a little different, honestly. Um, kind of just depends on, on the flow of things. Um, for example, this week is we have our entire lifecycle marketing team together. Um, so doing some just deeper conversations with them around, hey, how are we doing our trial nurturing? Um, how are we running integrated campaigns uh, across our customer base? Um, just doing some one-on-ones with the individual team members there. Kind of on a skip level side to see, how are you feeling? Like, what's, what's your morale? Uh, let's talk about your career for a minute, where you're trying to grow, mm-hmm. what opportunities do you see, where should we be taking things? Um, that's this week. Last week was a series of just longer conversations with all the leaders in marketing on, hey, let's talk about the end of the year. Uh, what are the big things you're trying to get done or big rocks you want to move? How are you starting to think about next year and what might be some of the KPIs you're looking to address there? Um, and doing that in collaboration with one another, right? So those are conversation circles where you have all the different leaders kind of sharing out their thoughts and ideas and letting it just be a dialogue. Um, all those, each week's a little different to that. Um, but I would say standard throughout all the weeks would be a series of one-on-ones meeting with the individual teams or the folks that report to me. Um, and then there's a series of leadership meetings. So the marketing leadership team gets together every week, uh, sitting on the active campaign executive team. We have a series of conversations every single week. Uh, where we'll spend north of three hours together just talking about what is happening in the customer or what is happening in product engineering, mm-hmm. uh, what is happening in sales, marketing, or the overall funnel. Um, so going deep in those areas. And then um, it just different projects that are in flight. And my role is kind of a stakeholder in those, uh, sitting in just different conversations to review that and discuss those, provide input. Um, and then, you know, thinking more about the strategy, where are we headed and, um what is the vision of marketing? Where does it need to be? And how are we staying close to what's happening in market, our customers, et cetera? So there's always a handful of probably customer calls every single week to spend time with them. Um, and then just some time with peers in market or just doing some of my own research. Um, and then and then email, you know, just uh, that <laughs> never-ending inbox. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, so let me ask on, on the marketing, um, active campaign, email automation space, um, or at least that's the way I see it. Maybe you might define it a little bit differently. 
I think most of the market, I mean, certainly the way that I would see the categories, it's somewhat commoditized at this point. You know, you've got so many different players offering very similar, or at least on, on face value, some very, very similar products. How do you, how do you differentiate and, and grow a business to the size that you guys have? And I think you've been on the team for a long, a long piece of that, that hyper growth journey, right? How do you differentiate yeah. the product to stand out so much in, in a, what, again, what I work with you as a commodity market? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, honestly, there's a, there's a number of differentiators, uh, I would walk through. Um, and, and one in that we have built a product that is incredibly intuitive. Uh, so, um, even just to back up for a second, the product itself has a number of different pieces and components to it. But the, the thing to know is automation is the heart and center of that product. So well, we have email marketing, we have a CRM, we have landing pages, we have forms, we're thinking about automation through every single one of those channels, right? And, you know, a plethora of integrations on top of that to bring your data together so that you can start to automate off that data and create more personalized experiences through those channels. But automation front and center. Automation by itself can just be tricky, right? Like it, sure. I think some folks think about it and they think uh, it's probably really complicated and I don't know how to do that. I'm going to have to go hire a consultant to do it. I'm, you know, I don't even know how to set this up. Like there's just inundated with a fear of that's really hard to do. And then it is, even if I could do that, I probably can't afford it. Uh, right. Like that, that is a enterprise grade functionality and power that I, I might, you know, it's just out of reach from cost perspective. And for us, we're, we're differentiated on both of those, right? Like the, the price is affordable that you can step into, but we focus a lot on the intuitiveness of the platform so that you can step in and begin using it. And that time to value is in a matter of minutes, not hours, not days. Mm -hmm. um, and through that, there's a number of other things we start to think about, right? Um, one is that we really want to make it out of the box as possible. So we'll give you automation recipes where, uh, you know, kind of one-click install. If this makes sense to you, add it to your account, and we'll get this set up and going. Um, we have plenty of templates for emails, for landing pages, forms, things like that. So really trying to intuitively walk someone through how to set this up. Uh, and even hopefully done well, we're giving them ideas that they hadn't thought about in the past. Uh, or they probably came to us because they want to automate one thing, but we start to show them different ways they could build automation into other areas of their customer lifecycle. Um, so it's a, it's a key piece of it. I'd say the other side of it is a lot of times you find folks that are more verticalized or niche players, right? Where ours is truly agnostic to an industry. We have folks that are on the B2B side, B2C side. Um, truly, you can go and use Active Campaign in, in any industry or vertical. Um, it will play well to those, right? Um, and we take the learnings from one, apply it to the other, uh, right? So you're not getting boxed into you know, a certain feature set. You actually get the growth and development from others inside of that. Um, I would say we are also incredibly tight to our customers on that. Uh, and that the way we're able to turn customer feedback into product features is stronger than certainly any company that I've worked for. Uh, I would argue stronger than any of those in market um, to the degree of we keep a just a running log of it. customers' ideas. They can submit those openly to us. Uh, and we're delivering over 400 of those every single year. Um, so truly staying close to our customers through that. Um, and Throughout that, I, I think you see it in how our customers talk and uh, speak about us. So over 10,000 reviews on G2 Crowd, uh, several awards and nominations across it. So it's um, truly a kind of a customer community-led initiative on that too.
How important is is brand building for a company like yours? Because I would imagine that you know it's one of those products. You know, you, you know, yes, it might be perceived as, as a commodity, at least to somebody like me. But it's also one of those products that you kind of you know you're not thinking about it and you're not in market until you're in market, and then you want to know right away. Because I imagine most established companies are probably already working with some type of email automation company, and there's going to be yeah. some impetus or some pain or itch that's going to make them switch at some point. How do how do you position yourself for all those people who aren't buying right now, but you want to make sure that you're top of mind for when they do decide that, you know, they, they, they are looking for a new solution. Yeah. Yeah. The larger we get, the more important it gets. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, when we get large and we, to give you, put it in perspective, we have 185,000 customers today, right? So 185,000 customers in 170 countries. So we have customers in more countries than there are McDonald's locations. Uh, so for us to continue to grow at our scale, it's also, you got to do things at a pretty large, like just volume, right? There has to be materiality around it. And that is where the brand starts to become more important, right? Like how do you attract more eyes, more long-term, um, how you do that? Ooh, that like, uh, that's a podcast in itself, right? <laughs> um, generally things on the brand side take a long time they become very expensive. And so for us, it's just thinking more about all right, well, we have not followed the stereotypical playbook to grow our business. What is the unique ways that we could start to build the brand and evolve? And one is just using our customers. Those 185,000 customers are the strongest advocates for us. Um, and word of mouth referrals are the number one source of new business for us, right? So turning them into a marketing just engine for us has been tremendous. How do you um, do that? Yeah, uh, a number of different ways, honestly. Like if you think about Product-led growth is a core piece of that, uh, right? So um, in scenarios where you're using the product, you might see active campaign branding. So if someone sends you an email, at the bottom of it might say email sent with active campaign. You might be on a landing page that says built with active campaign. Uh, you might see a form that says marketing by active campaign. So there's some just built-in signals there if you want. Um, but there's also the idea of just allowing them to add different users to an account, uh, allowing us to get embedded into the different tools and processes in their business. Uh, so the ability to even just say in an automation, post an update to Slack, right? That links back to active campaign. That starts to spread the knowledge of active campaign in an organization, right? By which more people start to talk about us. We can start to become more of a central tool or process unit in the business, um, which then starts to build more advocates and users for us, right? Which then starts to say, well, you have 185,000 customers. Each of those customers have several users in the platform and that starts to spread, right? Um, so no shortage of different ways we, we start to work with them. And then even just building programs around referrals and affiliates, um, home motion there. Um, I could go deep into that, honestly, uh, even the ways that we like go into certain markets and help educate them and bring them into physical environments with us. Like we spent a lot of time nurturing that customer piece of the business. Um, so there's, there's a lot there. Sounds like we'll have to have a, a follow-up episode just to talk about that. One. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Question on the right question. Um, so so let, let's talk about something a little different. Um, AI, obviously a hot topic of the day. Um, mm. How are you as a CMO and, and how is the company as a whole thinking about using AI today in order to make your work more efficient and, and more effective? Yeah. Yeah. I love the clarification there. Just like how are we using it? Um, so I think I can use a different answer. Their product and put this like product yeah. customer facing AI. And I think people are just doing that because they feel like they have to, to be honest. 
because most of the AI is quite not there yet. And most of the products I've seen being released, you just feel like you have to do it. So that's why, yep. to me, I, I know AI is like almost there in my opinion, but not quite. So we need to start learning. We need to start adapting for this point in the near future when it's going to be probably good enough. Because in my mind, it's not quite yep. good enough. But I know there are still mm -hmm. a lot of ways that people are using it effective. And, and that's what I would love to learn from you. Yeah, I would say there's three ways, honestly, I'd walk through. Um, mm -hmm. I'd say one is far more exciting than the other two. Uh, that one first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that one is honestly, it's about insights. Like, how do you actually glean insights from AI? Um, where can we feed it a bunch of data, right? Like, could we unlock gong call recordings into it and start to ask it questions around when a customer is talking about us, what words do they use so that we can go do demand gen off of those and keyword research? Mm -hmm. um, or it's, hey, when um, we use direct attribution and someone says that they found active campaign through these channels, what are the common themes there? And let's then go take that, pair that against what is first, last touch, or some multi-touch attribution in between so that we know the magical moment where the customer says that they found us versus what we see in their you know journey of influence too, yeah. right? And to use AI to just take mass sets of data like that and just ask it questions to tabulate that data, to put it into different types of reports for us, to then pull out and say, give me very specific examples of this or, mm -hmm. hey, this influencer seems like they're doing a lot. Who's all mentioned to them? Can we go interview those customers? It's, it's that piece of actually getting insights from the data that has been incredibly powerful for us. Um, and frankly, would have taken someone weeks, months to do, right? Like um, we'd fundamentally operate different. Like even that idea of attribution, it's an open text field today. Without AI, we probably would have given them a checklist of, if you found us through social media or a search engine or a friend, right? Like we try and bucket it. We don't even have to do that anymore. Like some of those ideas are just completely going by the wayside um, because we can use AI to actually pull the insights from that. So I agree that that is a very interesting use case. So how do you do that? Like, have you, have you guys built something internally based on ChatGPT or like what, what are you guys doing to accomplish that? Yeah, a lot of different ways you could do it, honestly, um, ranging from incredibly complex to very simple. Uh, yeah, I'm a simple person. I like to start there and then just like iterate into when I'm hitting the walls of that, let's make it, you know, let's take it up a level. So um, take that attribution side just for a minute. Honestly, the way we launched that is just a little pop-up in, in app, right, where we ask that. All that data just gets compiled into a spreadsheet, a Google Sheet right now, honestly. And you could use any tool to go do that. Uh, even ActiveCampaign would do that for you, right? You create an ActiveCampaign form, throw it in your app, and when someone fills it out, you could sync that over to a Google spreadsheet. Um, I started by just going into BARD or uh, ChatGPT, copying and pasting that spreadsheet, and then just talking to it and saying, hey, what are the most common themes you can find in this data, right? Um, like, walk me through this. Um, you know, find the themes, put that into a table, including the number and percentages of mentions. They'll just do that for you. Uh, one of those that came up is a lot of experts will mention us or refer folks. And then I'll ask it, okay, cool. Who are those experts in the data? And they'll be like, oh, it's, you know, uh, email tool tester. And I'm like, great. Give me the open text examples where someone said that, and then I can read what they said about email tool tester, right? I'm like, interesting. Tell me about those accounts. Where are they located? What's their uh, geo? What's their vertical? Um, what was the first touch refer from them? Like, did they find us from that influencer? Or were they doing research from that influencer? Um, 
and literally just copy and paste the data in. So you're um, just copying and pasting like out of this Google sheet into a BARD or yep. a ChatGPT, and then mm-hmm. asking the questions. Because previously I would have thought I tend to be an Excel geek. So like I, I, yeah. I, would, I would throw it in Excel. I would run a pivot table on that column, you know, probably have to clean up the data first and make sure you like isolate the yeah. words and names and podcasts and all these other things. And it, it would be a mess, but it could be done. But here, no, yeah, much easier. Yeah. It, yeah. It certainly honestly like literally copy and paste and you can get started. Um, you can get far more detailed. You could go use code interpreter from OpenAI to start like actually doing some scripting and whatnot of that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, right? So there's just a level of, hey, how do we want to get started? And where where do we meet the needs of just pulling some insights off that versus uh, over-indexing on building a massive process to try and find some insights? Yeah, you're actually giving me some great ideas. I, I have a, a client that I work with that I'm running ads and you know, I've exported a lot of their data from their CRM. And, you know, when, and, and it's not really capturing all the unique, you know, UTM fields very well, but I do have this stream of here's the URL with all of the UTMs. And I know, you know, their, their yeah. life cycle and all that. And I could just throw that in and say, well, which campaigns, you know, are getting the best results from a, from a, a leader opportunity or meeting point of view. Yeah. The amount of pivot tables, like I would build off of just exports of data to try and, yeah. all right, let me con- contrast this to this table and start to see all right, where, 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 where's the gap or what's, what's the trend through this. I still do a lot of that, uh, mostly because I'm a nerd. Uh, but it, with you. you don't have to. Yeah, like there's so much you can learn just through uh, the insights provided by generative AI. Mm-hmm. I think I know what I'm going to be spending the rest of my afternoon doing actually after this. <laughs> <laughs> if you learn something new there too, let, let me know. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, think, um, I, I don't think we've hit the odds and ends of what all AI is going to do for us. Like I, it, we're first oh, half of presenting. Not, not even intensive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned there were, there were two more ways that you guys are using it at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, insights being the key piece, um, yeah. the more obvious ends of that, honestly, fall into it's you're doing content generation or editing. Right. So um, and, and for us, cautiously so in that we're not going to use that on what is some of the SEO content we want. Right. Like we don't want to default to using generative AI to do that. But it's something of let's have it write a bunch of ad copies for us. Let's have it test headings or taglines. Um, let's let it write some emails for us. Let's let it write social media posts. Um, let us build video scripts, things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're using generative AI there. The other side of it is the researching or brainstorming side. Mm-hmm. So it's, hey, tell me more about competitors or build a comparison of us to someone else in market. Uh, or, hey, we're going to do this in a vertical. Um, what can you tell me about marketers in this vertical or you know, sales leaders in this vertical? Um, even down into, we're going to go interview someone, uh, say it's a product marketing role. Give me product marketing interview questions, right? Like it's, it could be as simple as that, but it's more on the, the research side of things where, um, more historically you may have Googled it, right. And then just use the index of Google to click through and try and find some good Mm -hmm. answers. Now it's just talking to generative AI and having it actually refine that for you. So if you were going to be interviewing yourself on a podcast like this one, you might've just gone to, (laughs) ChatGPT, honestly, you know, plug it in, plug in the company name and say, what should I ask? Because I spent half an hour writing questions for you and Googling you and researching you and all that before. (laughs) I appreciate you did all that. You may not have to. You're onto something there, though, because there's um, this is where I think it's going to change, where uh, this is how, like, you'll be able to stand out, though, right? Like, you could go do that. You could be like, hey, I'm interviewing. Shay, how you can even get my LinkedIn profile. You can say he's the CMO of Active Campaign, and 
GPT would actually probably come up with some really good questions. That would allow you to get the conversation started. What it's not going to do is allow you to actually dig in and like you doing some of that work yourself is actually going to allow you to probably have a more intelligent conversation with me, right? Um, even to your prior point where you're like, hey, how would you do that? Or give me an example of that, right? Um, because you did some of that research, I think you're going to actually have a better outcome of it. So it's, how do you use it as kind of the the starter engine for you, right? Sure. But not just defer and delegate and then you just turn into kind of the, the task master behind it, right? Like I still think there's, your own intelligence needs to be applied to it. Absolutely. I mean, I, th- I think that that's true of pretty much any usage of, of AI or any tools, really. Yeah. You know, we have to have yeah. <laughs> Fair. Yep, for sure. Um, along those lines, um, one of my pre-prepared questions that I, I like to ask people, what, what, do you, what do you struggle with in your role as, as a marketing leader these days? Like, what, what are the challenges that you see in your job right now? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, some of it is just the, the evolving nature of marketing, honestly. Um, it is wildly different um, in a sense that algorithms are changing a lot, right? So where you had, you know, be it search traffic, you might be losing some of that in some ways. And some of that might just be that even generative AI that it plays in, right? Like Google, when I Google something, I get a generative AI response. I don't even get search results until like, you know, I'm scrolling past down that. Um, be it social algorithms changing. LinkedIn's changed a lot recently. So if you're having, you know, strong power over there, you're probably, you might be, but you, you may have taken a hit. The idea of how are all those evolving and what is... What's the way through it? Like, what what is the way by which we don't get hedged to any one of those? But also in that, even if one's going well for us, what what is most valuable in that sense that even if they do change things, we'll, we'll stay ahead in that, mm-hmm. right? Um, and some of that goes to just truly providing valuable content and education to folks uh, versus what might be more infomercial or promotional uh that idea of that shared like just in our team right like we have someone focused on our thought leadership side of this um that's not someone in the content marketing team like it's truly someone thinking more about how do we take the base of customers we have what's happening in market and how do we create some research and understandings for folks to share out that get them to understand oh there's there's a lot of value in what active campaign has to say it's not only educational it's very uh practical it's applicable it's relevant to me uh and it's human right like it's not just sharing an idea it's truly helping me implement that idea too right and walking me through it so Mm -hmm. um i'm always thinking yeah just think about like the things you know being a marketer it's always changing like i said whether it's algorithm strategies what worked even if an algorithm doesn't change when something starts to work, everybody, all the competitors in the whole market starts to learn. So everyone starts doing it and then the effectiveness swarms, right? So I, I think that's the nature of marketing is that it's always going to be evolving. It's always going to be changing. And, and I think maybe it goes back to the, the beginning of this conversation we had where you spoke about being a generalist, that as long as your role could be, you know, I just need to know the big picture of everything. Well, that's not going to change too much. I don't think or it's going to take longer periods of time to change as opposed to when yep. you're the tactician or the specialist in, in, in certain strategies things could be changing, you know, week by week in many cases. I had that when I ran an agency, mostly focused on Facebook ads that, you know, Mm -hmm. A, we had algorithms changing, we had platforms changing, but also the effectiveness of certain ad styles and strategies were just changing so frequently 
that we were just always having to stay ahead of the curve to, to be in you know, the competition on behalf of our clients. And um, yeah. I've got a buddy who does uh, sales coaching versus, you know, me being an advisor from for marketing. And I sometimes uh, I sometimes look at what he's doing. I'm like, it's just not going to change that much that frequently. There are certain principles of, of, of selling or being on a demo call with somebody that are, are the principles are not going to change that often. I don't think unless I'm maybe just seeing the grass greener from the other side. But I think as marketers, you know, what we do evolves much more quickly. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. Um, sales is tricky, too. But, yeah, it's um, it, you're absolutely right. Like once even if you find something that works, the efficacy of that is going to wear off in time as others kind of move into that market. Right. Um, that's a you know, paid search is a core example of that, right? Like it's, it's hard to do paid search, I think, well these days. Um, and it, it honestly somewhat just starts to fall back into what's your ARPA and can you afford that versus others in market? Like it's, um, that becomes tricky. Yeah. So. Right. Awesome. Let me, uh, let's jump in what I call my lightning round. A couple quick questions, a couple quick answers. Okay. Then we'll wrap things up. Um, I didn't give you any heads up on these beforehand, but uh, I think it'd be okay. um, <laughs> what book would you recommend to our, to our readers? It could be a business book, a fiction book, anything you're reading or you've enjoyed in the past. Mm. I, I get asked for books a lot. Um, the question I always ask folks is narrow that down. Give me a topic. Uh, is it marketing? Is it business, et cetera? But I would say the book I'm probably most commonly recommending uh, is five dysfunctions of the team. Uh, it like just the, the narrative story of that, the way it dispels, Sorry, largely every, yeah five dysfunctions of a team okay um it's by patrick i think it's patrick Lincioni. i might be mispronouncing his name um but yeah it's a it's a fable it's kind of a fake story of an executive team and some of the challenges they're facing mm-hmm. i see that story play out in almost every team uh i've been involved in and or i've seen from afar like it's uh, really walks through the like the concept of how do you build trust so that you can create commitments, commitments that will lead to accountability with accountability, the ability to actually pay attention to the results of the team. Um, check it out. And yeah, it's, it's a tremendous book. I'll check it out. Appreciate that. Um, other than active campaign, what's your favorite marketing or productivity tool right now? Ooh, uh, is it, is it silly to say generative AI? Like that is the one I'm going to and just asking a bunch of questions, thoughts to, uh, it's, it's my podcast and I make the rules, so I'll accept it. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, it's a, there's a ton of tools though, actually out there. Like it's, um, we could go in a lot of different directions with that, but yeah, I'd be the one I'm probably keeping a tab open just to chat with almost daily. Okay. And who's your favorite marketing or business leader that you're learning from these days? Ooh, that's a really good question. I don't know that I can name any one person individually. Um, it, subscribe to a philosophy that honestly I could learn from anyone. Uh, and it kind of becomes my responsibility to go figure out what that is. I could learn from them. Uh, even before we started our call, I said, Aaron, I got some questions for you. I, I, I know a little bit about you. There's some things I probably want to learn from you. Um, so for, for me, it's just being a student, I guess of life in a, in a cheesy manner, but um, I don't know that there's one person I'm looking to or trying to follow in that. Um, I think I'm, I'm unique. I'm a different being. And, uh, to try and follow in someone else's footsteps, I would stumble and fail because I would try and think about what would they do in this situation. And I'd rather think about what what, I, what is best for the situation and what do I know from a composite of information I've learned from others. So 
Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Again, my, my rules, I could accept it. So, so I'll let it slide. I love it. Yeah. It's a deep answer. It is. Um, it, was, it wasn't the, the answer to the question I asked you, but it's still a good answer and something I think we could all benefit from because because yeah. it's, uh, it's wise. Yeah. So I, The nugget there too would just be really thinking about what you can learn from every single person you run into because I guarantee you that like everyone can teach you something. Uh, you got to do some work to figure out what that is, but uh, there is always something there. It's absolutely true. And, uh, and final question is, um, where can listeners go to learn more about you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easiest place would be LinkedIn. Uh, Shay Howe on LinkedIn. Uh, feel free to shoot me a message. Um, DMs are open. So happy to chat with folks. Um, yeah, I would love any, any questions, any feedback on Active Campaign or otherwise. Super. So I encourage everyone to go follow Shay on LinkedIn and, uh, and connect with him there. Um, awesome. Really appreciate your time coming on the show. Um, I know I learned a lot. Like I said, I've got some great ideas about AI that I think I'll be playing with all day today. And uh, I'll let you know offline uh, what I find out. Um, So thank you very much for joining us. Aaron, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Thanks again for tuning in and keep on growing your SaaS.